everybody, this is Ben Schneider checking back in. By now, obviously, we're all aware of the ongoing situation in these challenging and unprecedented days and what will certainly become weeks and months. I want to give you guys an update on how I'm doing. Life's going about as well as you could reasonably expect right now. I don't do well with uncertainty, though, so that's been something I've been struggling with um, a little bit. And I've got a pre-recorded podcast here that you guys are hopefully about to listen to um, with my teammate and sweetmate Alex Ferris here. And I debated with myself on whether or not it's even worth posting it because you all know by now the NCAA has shut down all athletics across all divisions. Obviously, that includes us and our track program. We talked a lot about what we were excited for with this upcoming season and what events we were looking forward to and all sorts of stuff. And obviously, all of that's not going to happen now. But I thought it would be unfair to Alex uh, to simply throw the episode out. And we talked more about other things as well. Um, You know, Alex is a big Cowboys fan, I'm an Eagles fan, so we got into that rivalry a little bit, um, and and some other good things too. So, you know, I I feel good about what we put together over spring break, and I think Alex does too. So I'm gonna go ahead and share that with you guys. I want all of you to do your best to stay safe and uh, take life one day at a time. Um, we don't really know what the future holds, but I do know. God is on the throne no matter what, and we are going to get through this, and we're going to come out of it better than we went into it. As far as this podcast and this channel go, um, I'm not really sure what the immediate future holds. Obviously, while we're all on lockdown for the next couple of weeks, while we're all off campus, uh, Scott Radio won't be meeting, obviously. I don't know when the next episode will be or what the next video on this channel will be but i will let you know when something is put together and i encourage you all to stay tuned because this definitely isn't the final episode of the podcast life will return to being as normal as it ever was at least uh, at some point i'm sure but that's where i am right now i'm just taking it one day at a time and trusting that we are going to be okay so i'm thinking and praying for each and every one of you. Hope you all stay safe, and that's really all I have to say right now. So with that, let's jump right into this podcast. All right, Alex, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. So uh, we're on spring break now. Mm -hmm. Um, How's your week been? It's been all right. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun uh, hanging out with the team and everything, getting to know everybody a little bit better. Um... Kind of wish I could go home a little bit earlier, but um, you know, it's it's definitely it's a new experience, so I'm not I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, yeah. I, this is my first time that I'm actually going to get to go home. Uh, the last two spring breaks here, I've I've stayed the whole week. Oh, okay. Um, even though we only worked out for half of it. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to getting home and uh, seeing my family. Yeah, so, definitely. I don't know about the drive though. Uh, yeah, because it is a it is a fairly long drive for me. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you live? I live in Maine, uh, southern Maine. Okay, it's about an hour. So it's not too far. Maine. Yeah, no, it's not too bad. Yeah. Well, Alex, uh, first of all, do you want me to call you Alex or Ferris? Because I know on the team we kind of... <laughs> yeah, Alex is fine. Alex, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so 
I just want to get to know you a little bit better. Um, get to know how you came to Gordon, what you're studying, uh, how you got into running, all sorts of stuff. So, uh, I guess just to start, um, tell me about growing up. Are you originally from Maine, or yep. you moved there? Yeah, I was. Um, okay. I was born in Maine, um, just like a few minutes down the road from where I live now. And um, yeah, I've never lived anywhere else, so I'm very. Um, it's, it's home, <laughs> you know. It's all I know. So, um, yeah. Do you go to high school there? Yep. Um, I went to Kenny Bunk High School. Kenny Bunk is the town I live in. So all four years were there. It's a public school, nothing private. You playing any other sports other than cross country, or um, is running your main thing? Running's my main thing uh, for a team sport. Um, as of right now, I I used to play football and um, baseball a little bit, but I also surf and snowboard now. So um, those are like individual events I do on the side. But um, running and cross country, that's my main sport. You still active doing those other sports? Not so much football. I like you know I like playing sure. flag football every yeah. once in a while. But um, like, were you doing snowboarding over winter break? Yeah, I like went that? a couple of times. I actually um, went up to New York with Josh Crowder. Um, took a seven-hour drive and went up to ski up in the Adirondacks nice. with him. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then, yeah, I still surf whenever I can. Um, you know, I surf year-round, so um, now is actually, like, the peak time for surfing because the waves are um, best right now. How'd you get into running? Um, running? <laughs> it's an interesting story. I um, When I was in elementary school, um, we'd always play, like, tag around the, like, schoolyard and stuff, and um, you know, all my friends were like, oh, you're fast, you know, and so when we got to uh, middle school, finally, in sixth grade, I was like, I guess I'll just go out for the track team, because why not? And so um, I did, and I turned out to be all right at it, so, um, you know, sixth grade turned into high school, and then turned into college, and so I just, um, after sixth grade, I just really developed a love for it, and um, it just hasn't died out. <laughs> what events did you do? In high school, for the first two years, I did the 100 and the 200. And then junior year, I sat down with my coach before the outdoor track season, and I said, like, I love doing the, sp the short sprint events, but I'm, like, I'm not that great at them. And I want to do something that I can be great at, and I want to do something that's going to help the team out. And so he had me try out the hurdles. The three in Maine, it's the 300-meter hurdles. And um, I ended up starting it about halfway through junior year season. And um, it, it just turned out to be great. I love it. Um, I still hurdle now. That's what I'm mainly here for. And um, yeah, so the hurdles is my main one. And um, javelin I also picked up sophomore year, um, which is another one that I kind of got recruited for here. So those are my two main events. And when it comes to strictly running, do you prefer the sprints or do you prefer a longer distance? What's, what's your specialty there? Um, I definitely prefer sprints. Um, cross country was a little bit tough for me because I'd never done anything that crazy uh, long before. You know, we got to preseason and coach said, hey, go on a short 45-minute run. I was like, that's not short, you know? <laughs> so I'd never done even 45 minutes before. So it was, was quite 5K a Was 5K the longest you had done? Yep, a yeah. 5K race. Um, I did cross country my senior year in high school. I quit football to do cross country. Um, but it was very much laid back. It was you know, like I'd run two miles a day and then race in the races and just wouldn't really care how I did. It's very different than college. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I remember that being a big adjustment for me because mm -hmm. I'd only ever done one 10K before I came here. So because high school's high school's all 5Ks. Yeah. So it takes a little bit to uh, to adjust to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell me about your college. Search and decision, like how did you 
find Gordon and what other schools were you looking at and ultimately why did you decide to come here? So I was looking at mainly um, technical schools um, up through probably fall of senior year. Um, I was looking at Wentworth Institute of Technology, Rochester Institute of Technology. Um, those were like my two top picks and um, then I got an email from Coach Weikard um, I think November of senior year and I just like he was like hey I'd like I'd love for you to come visit um, just check out Gordon and talk to me a little bit and I was like alright I'd never heard of Gordon College in my life I like I was ready to just put down my deposit on Wentworth and um, be done with it and so I came to visit and I was just like blown away by the campus like just how beautiful the campus was on its own and um, then I started talking to coach and I got a tour and it was just it just felt right and yeah it was just um, definitely a godsend I think um, you know I think God was calling me here and um, so I changed my major to come here um, I changed it to physics at the time um, rather than industrial design which is what I wanted to do and um, I've just I've loved it here ever since I haven't thought twice about it yeah well actually that's a nice lead-in because uh, you mentioned physics um, <laughs> the college has had some uh, difficulties with finances the last year and a half or so. Mm -hmm. um, so as somebody coming in, I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, uh, the incoming freshman class, I thought, got screwed over a little bit because um, decision day, you know, was made first and the big announcement of the restructuring plan was a couple of weeks later. Mm -hmm. um, so when you hear that as somebody who's coming in to major in physics and that the program is going to be different than what you were expecting you know how does that affect your mindset coming into the freshman year well when I got um the phone call to um, of my advisor talking to me about it I was surprised definitely but I saw a little bit of hope um you know I I was definitely frustrated because I just put my deposit down like you know a few weeks ago and they're calling me to tell me that my phys uh, my major has been dissolved and so that was really discouraging um but there were they told me that there was going to be like a restructuring program so that physics could still be um, like alive in the college, but it would just be under a different name potentially. And so that gave me hope. Um, and so I didn't look into it too much more until I came here. Um, and once we got here, they announced that the physics major itself had been totally like restructured and it was going to be completely fine. And then only like a short one or two months later they said never mind it's dissolved again and so that was that and um, I'm pretty sure the entire department is being like overhauled and all the f professors except for one or two are gonna be leaving which is disappointing um, for those who are still in the major definitely so what is your major technically called physics now or what what's the label there um I'm not sure if they're still called physics but I know um, when I was still a physics major, they called it um, physical sciences with a concentration in physics. And then there was also the major of 3-2 engineering, which was a physics label. They called it a physics uh, major, but it was really an engineering program. Yeah, so why the sciences? Why was that something you wanted to study, and what do you want to do with that? Well, um, I've always been interested in sciences. Um, it's always just fascinated me how everything works. You know, I like how science explains things and how, like, just in my everyday life, I can see how, like, something I learned in the classroom is applying to, like, what is actually happening, like, 
in my life. And um, so I always thought that that was really intriguing. Yeah, so let's draw it back to uh, your athletics career now. Um, what are some of your favorite memories from before you got here to Gordon uh, running in high school? Um, any meets that stand out to you that you remember well? Yeah, so I'd say I went to States um, my junior and senior year um, for the 300 meter hurdles and javelin. And um, both of those meets were just um, really exciting for me because going into high school, I really didn't think that I was going to be any kind of like champion caliber runner or anything. I was just there to keep in shape and to do the sport that I loved. Um, so when I you know made qualified for the state championship, it, it was just a really pleasant surprise. And then um, my junior year, I placed 10th in the state. And then my senior year, I medaled and um, got sixth, I believe. Um, so that was really exciting. You know, I, I felt like I had come a long way, definitely. And um, of course, there's a lot of fun memories from the 400 meter um, dash, the four by four, you know, all those events that are painful, but you go through as a team and you love them. Um, my coach was awesome. I love my coach from high school. I still stay in touch with him. Um, I'm going to be seeing him in a couple of days when we go home. Um, so really all of it was just a great memory, but definitely those two meets stuck out. Yeah. I've always been curious, how do you approach a 400? Cause that distance to me has always been like, I don't know. I don't feel like human beings can keep up a full on sprint for that <laughs> long, but at the same time you can't really, you have no time to fall asleep because the distance is still so short. Like it's not a right. distance race either. So how do you approach that race? How do you run it? Um, well, how I've approached it in the past is I go out of the blocks, I sprint for the first 10 meters like as hard as I can, and then depending on what lane I'm in, I kind of adjust to the people around me. Um, but I usually keep a relatively hard pace that's not not a full sprint, but definitely not a jog. Um, and then coming around that first corner, you have to whip around all the corners, you know, just to give you a little bit of extra momentum. And then the back straight, I, I was always told that you're supposed to kind of cruise the back straight, so that first, um, that second 100 meters. And that's always confused me because in meets that I've cruised that, I've gotten a terrible time. But in meets that I kind of keep a hard pace, I, you know, I do a little bit better. And so that's what I've been told at least. And um, then coming into the second 200 meters, um, you have to start picking it up and um, developing like your full-on sprint. And then at about the 150 mark is where you start to do your kick, I guess is what you'd call it. And it's just a full-out sprint from there. And really the last 100 meters of a 400 meter are just pure death. They hurt so bad. And there's no... I, I watched some videos. I got some personal coaching on that. And all of them just said there's no coaching that. It's just pure grit. You just have to go through it and what happens, happens. Yeah, I had the opportunity to do a few 4x4s last year, mm -hmm. and I just remember the first one I did was awful. You know, yeah. I, I know I, <laughs> I could have gone a couple seconds faster, but I'm so used to the 800 and the 15. So yeah. I just, I got into the mode of like, well, I can't go out, I can't go all out right away, but then I didn't, I didn't turn it on quickly enough at the end. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it's, it's definitely a tough race. Yeah. Yeah, it's an awkward, a very awkward distance, I'd, th I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. But the hurdles are your favorite? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's you do be... 400 hurdles, or are you a shorter distance when it comes to that? Um, I'm going to be doing the 400 hurdles. Okay. Um, it's going to be definitely an adjustment from high school, because Maine had the 300-meter hurdles. And um, from what I've been told, that extra 100 adds all the difference in the world. <laughs> so it'll be 
an interesting transition. I'm I'm looking forward to it because it's something new, but um, I'm a little bit nervous as well because the adjustment's going to be a little bit tough. Yeah, so you've got you've got that going for you, and you've got some throwing events too. Yep, um, I mainly do the javelin. Um, I haven't really tried any other um, throwing events, but javelin. I I really enjoy the javelin. I've always loved throwing. Um, when I played baseball way back, um, I was a pitcher, and um, so that kind of helped develop my arm a little bit. Um, and I really liked that, so I got to high school and I was like, hey, may as well try the javelin. Um, and my friend actually kind of had to convince me to do it, but. Um, once I did, I was glad that I did it. Any other events you're doing this coming year? Um, I'm thinking that I'm going to be going back to the 100 or the 200. Definitely the 200 meter. Um, I ran it in our indoor meet at Bowdoin, um, and I was pretty happy with my performance. Um, I know that I could have run faster, but um, that's kind of what's pushing me to do it in uh, outdoor, definitely. So I think probably those events will be my main ones, the 200, the javelin, and the 400 hurdles. Yeah, so you come here uh, over the summer. Um, tell me about preseason. Uh, I know you didn't have a whole lot of cross-country experience. What was it like being with a team and getting used to training that longer distance? Yeah, um, it, it was definitely a huge adjustment um, that I was kind of, I don't know if I was ready for it mentally or not, but it came and I just I had to be ready. So, um, yeah, we got to preseason. Like I said, Coach told us to go on that 45-minute run. I was just blown away. And then on the second day, I think it was the first day we were at, like, actually at camp, we had to do that long, an hour and a half run. Yeah. And that just, I, I, I thought he was joking, to be honest. I was like, there's just no way people can run for an hour and a half. Um, but I did it. Um, by no means was it fast <laughs> or a good pace, but I did it. Um, and so I think how I started out mainly was um, just running, I guess, how, however I could. He put me in with um, people who he thought were at my level. Um, I guess eventually I moved up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it was just, it was different than anything I've ever experienced. Um, were but, you planning on doing cross-country when you got here, or was that something that Coach Weikert, uh motivated you to do to... <laughs> train your round. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I guess you call motivation. <laughs> um, he called me uh, one day in the spring and he said, "Hey, I'd really like for you to do cross country as well as track." And I told him, you know, I, I'd love to maybe sophomore year, but I think the adjustment for like from high school to college would be easier if I come in the fall and I'm just here doing my classes, making some friends and just living college life without athletics. And he said, I'd really like for you to do it. And I said, like, I don't, I don't know how to do it. I've never done it before. And he said, well, let's just have you do it. You can show up and um, just give it a shot. And I was like, all right, I guess this is what we're doing. <laughs> and so um, Weikard, he's quite the motivational speaker. <laughs> he definitely knows how to get his way. Um, so I, I came and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was the opposite because I only done, I'd only done cross country really. Um, oh, okay. I'd only done one year of track. So we were sitting down in October, my freshman year, and he was basically trying to meet with all of us one-on-one, -on -one, just, uh, see how we were doing. Um, talk about his training plan. Cause you know, he always tries to look at an athlete over all four years and developing them over all four years. Right. Um, <laughs> and so he says something to me, he says, 
you know, so once we get into track season, we'll do this and that, and that's when I said that I was kind of on the fence about doing track, but he got me to come around, and now I love it. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't care if the whole year were track. Um, mm -hmm. I really wouldn't. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, really glad that I decided to do that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Weikert, he he knows what people want, even if those people don't know what they want themselves. It's, it's kind of crazy um, how, he, how he develops people like that. Yeah, so how did you adjust once we got back to preseason? Um, for I know, track. For cross country, I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know I know you're living uh, you're living here in Chase. You're actually my sweet mate. Mm -hmm. um, you like you like Chase life? Yeah, I do. Um, it's quiet, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoy that. And um, it's it's nice, you know, the air conditioning helps <laughs> in the summer. Yeah. Um, so that's that's definitely nice. Yeah, yeah. That's something that a lot of dorms don't have that uh, I'm really glad we do. Yeah, definitely. Big yeah. big factor in Those first couple of weeks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so tell me about uh, the first couple of weeks doing cross-country here. Um, you know, getting to run around, I assume, for the first time, run around campus, getting, getting to see uh, the woods that we usually run through and uh, how your first couple of meets went. Yeah, um, so... When I got here, you know, obviously I had no idea, like, where the paths led, like, the trails in the woods. I, so I had to go with some experienced person, um, and I think I ended up going a couple times with Andre Diaz um, somewhere in the woods. I don't remember exactly where, but I remember running with him a couple times, me and one other freshman. I don't remember who. Um, so he kind of helped me <laughs> learn the woods a little bit. Um, and then I ended up, that's, I think, after... The first week or two, coach developed like the, uh, like the packs, the different packs, um, training groups, um, and so once I started running with that, I think I was in a group with you at one point. Um, then we, um, I got to learn the woods even more, um, so that was that was exciting. Um, yeah, I think that was the only thing that was a big learning curve when I got here, other than the whole adjustment to the distance. Um, it was trying not to get lost in the woods. <laughs> yeah, so I know the distance was an adjustment for you. Mm -hmm. um, were you glad you had the 5K to warm up to the season? Yes, definitely. The The 5K kind of gave me like a little bit of a taste of what um, like collegiate cross-country competitions were really like before kind of stepping up to that 8K. It definitely helped. Um, it kind of took the nerves away a little bit. Um, so yeah, I I was very grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then your first eight k is UNE. Yeah, and that's uh, not the flattest course no. in the world to say the least. Um, how'd that race go for you? Um, it was all right. Um, I ended up I worked. I was um, running side by side with Josh Crowder pretty much the entire time. Um, so we kind of motivated each other. Um, I think that was his first cross country race too. I don't want to speak definitely about that, but. Um, he wasn't too experienced. He was kind of like me. So he he and I kind of motivated each other um, along those six miles. And definitely um, it helped a lot to have him there. And um, without him, I probably, I don't know if I would have even finished um, those hills. Going up that hill three times was just brutal. You know, I, I <laughs> my legs were absolutely fried by the end. Um, and then we had that really steep hill at the very end right before yeah. the finish. Yeah, the finish is really tough. Yeah. You, you're, yeah, you're in your sprint mode at the end. You've got a kick, but it's mm -hmm. it's a giant hill there. Yeah, <laughs> right, so yeah, it's it's different. But um, I think it was 
probably the hardest course that we did, in my opinion, um, the whole year. So it was nice to get that out of the way early. Yeah. So how did you see yourself develop as the season went on? You know, think of yourself in November compared to at the start of the year when you were still just getting used to the distance. Yeah. Um, I think I definitely improved. Um, maybe not as much as I would have liked to, um, but definitely there was improvement um, by probably two or three minutes in my time, which is quite a bit for cross country. Um, <laughs> but um, I know at the, by the end of the season, um, in our conference championship, I was running probably the fastest I had ever run um, for an 8K. I was feeling like I was going to get a um, PR, but then I you know, fell and sprained my ankle, so I had to be pulled from the race, which was really disappointing. Um, but I, a little part of me knew that I had really come a long way from August, and so that was... That has me motivated for next year. I'm really excited. So going into the track season, um, having all that distance on you, which you've never had before, have you noticed any difference in how you're feeling doing track workouts now that you've come off of a season of cross country? Definitely, yeah. Um, coach told me that there was going to be a difference um, in how I uh, work on those, like especially the 400-meter workouts. And um, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> um, having that like aerobic capacity that I have now is just it helps so much. Um, I can run for longer distances at a little bit faster than I used uh, used to be able to. So um, definitely, I've seen the difference. Yeah. So we've had one meet at a uh, Bowdoin this year, uh, which normally for me at least this is the first time in my time at Gordon that we've had a meet before spring break. So mm -hmm. I thought that was nice to kind of get warmed up um how did that go for you it felt good yeah um i was pretty happy with my times um i ran the 60 meter dash uh the 200 meter dash and the 4x4 i was on the b team for the 4x4 and i actually i made the finals in the 60 meter um which i was really happy with i wasn't expecting that because like i said the past couple of years i've definitely been more of a long distance sprinter um 300 400 meters um so that was a nice surprise. Um, I ended up placing uh, sixth, I believe, in the entire meet. Um, so that was that was great. And then in the 200, I did better than I expected. Um, but after I finished, I was surprised to feel like I definitely could run faster. Um, so that was also exciting, <laughs> you know, to see that improvement from high school. Had you had any indoor experience compared to outdoor meets? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I did indoor track my junior and senior year of high school. Um, those were the first two years um, that my team, uh, my high school had a program, um, an indoor program, so um, I joined that, um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so the, uh, the dry air indoors, you know, that's something that you've been used to, didn't throw you off too much? Yeah, it um, threw me off a little bit more this time than I remember it in high school. Um, I think, I don't know, it was just a little bit different somehow. Um, maybe the ventilation was different than the place I'm used to, but yeah. it was it was brutal this time. I think a lot of people ended up getting sick, sick after that. Um, I know I did. I got quite a bad cough, and um, yeah, that was it's it's a different environment, definitely. Yeah. Now the Wesley meet my freshman year was indoors because we just had a snowstorm over spring break, and I still remember being because I, I had no indoor experience, mm -hmm. so to to have that feeling after me was was something that I. I'd never experienced before. Yeah. So that kind of threw me off a little bit. But yeah, so what are your expectations for this season 
in track. Uh, I, I know you told me what events you're going to be working on, um, but what what do you expect to to be able to accomplish this year? Um, well, I expect that um, I'm going to make quite a significant improvement from high school. Um, I feel a lot stronger throwing the javelin. I feel a lot faster running the 400. So I think um, PRs definitely are hopefully in the future. <laughs> um, and yeah, I feel like I can definitely um, throw a lot further than I could. That's probably the biggest improvement that I see right now. Um, mainly because I have Coach Edison right there um, telling me like kind of exactly how far I'm throwing because he knows kind of our um, our pit. He knows like where the marks are. Um, and so to I'm, I'm kind of throwing like just in practice, not at full speed, some of the dis, uh, distances that I was throwing senior year um, in meets. So that's exciting to see, definitely. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, I feel a lot stronger running. So um, I think in the 200 and the 400 meter hurdles, um, PR is definitely in the future. How much training are you doing throwing compared to your sprint work? Um, definitely not as much throwing. Um, I am throwing about two, maybe three times a week. Um, obviously, I'm sprinting every day uh, six times a week. And then um, pretty much it's just if the weather's nice and we're outside and um, if I'm not too tired after my sprint workout, then I'll head down to the javelin pit and do a little bit of work. Um, so I, I definitely would like to work on it a little bit more. But, um, you know, I think sprints, coach wants the sprints to come first for me. Yeah, so one thing I know about you is you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, obviously you keep up with the NFL. You keep up with pro sports uh, anywhere else at all? Not really, unfortunately. Um, I'm pretty one-dimensional <laughs> when it comes to pro sports. Um, just football, um, NBA once in a while. I'll watch a game with Steven, but um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> are, you a, are you a Mavs fan when you're watching the NBA? or No, nope, I'm a Celtics just, fan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, so how did the Dallas thing happen in the NFL? Yeah, um, my dad was a Cowboys fan uh, for whatever reason. Um, he's always been a Cowboys fan since he grew up. Um, and so I just kind of, I was born and my dad was a Cowboys fan, so I just followed what he was doing and haven't looked back. <laughs> yeah, no temptation to come over to the Patriots now that you're... Eric Gordon? Not really. Um, I think, I definitely thought there was going to be a little bit, but, um, you know, there's such a diverse, um, like, fan base here of yeah. different teams, so that helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was really surprised, because my, my freshman year, when the Eagles and Patriots played in the Super Bowl, I was kind of surprised at how many Eagles fans there were. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting it to be a lot more overall, because even Coach is, a, is an Eagles fan. Right, um, yeah, that surprised me as well. I've definitely seen a lot of Eagles fans, and I've, of course, noticed that because I'm a Cowboys fan, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it definitely it surprises me. Yeah. Do you like Dak Prescott? I love Dak Prescott. Yeah, I think he's got a great future, um, hopefully in Dallas. I know he just turned down one of the richest contracts in NFL history, which made me a little bit upset, <laughs> because I really want him to sign with the Cowboys again. Um, which hopefully is going to happen soon, next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think he's just trying to milk for even more money uh, mm -hmm. than he was already being offered. Um, yeah. You think you can win a Super Bowl with him? I think we can. Um, he He's made some silly mistakes in the past, um, definitely mistakes that I think are just because he's young. Um, and I think if he's had the experience of somebody like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, 
then once he gets to be up there, I think he definitely has the skill to be a Super Bowl uh, caliber quarterback. Yeah, I, th- I think he also needs a better coach. Uh, yes, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see Mike McCarthy in Dallas rather yeah. than Jason Garrett. Yeah, there's always been this debate because uh, they came into the NFL around the same time, uh, Dak versus Wentz. Mm. And I don't know, I just I felt like last year, ever since, I guess two years ago now, when Wentz was coming off his injury, um, I felt like Dak had kind of taken the lead in that battle. You know, obviously I'm biased, I'm sure you are too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but trying to look at it objectively here, um, you know, Wentz just looks so magical in yes. 17. And I think, I think he would have been a shoe in for MVP if he hadn't gotten hurt. And, you know, it took him a little while to bounce back from the ACL injury. Um, but I don't know, even at the start of this year, I felt like Dak had a slight edge. I still feel like he's a little bit more athletic than, uh, than Carson Wentz. Um, but the problem with you guys, uh, the Cowboys, I think, is your roster is 13-3 and three level talent, mm-hmm. and your, your coaching staff was 3-13 and 13 level coaching. Exactly. You know, there's... <laughs> So so you even that out, what do you get? You get an eight and eight record and that's what they were last year. Right. Um so yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to see what Mike McCarthy can do too. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Obviously obviously I hope my Eagles are, are doing well, but mm-hmm. you know, I I don't know. It, I feel like it'd be kind of boring if, you know, they just they run away with it and win fourteen games and you know, I, I like it when there's competition, you know, keeps right. you, keeps you on the edge of your seat and Definitely. Uh, gives you something to talk about. Yeah, yeah, and I think um the Cowboys and the Eagles are pretty much the two main teams in the NFC East that are going to be um, playoff caliber next year. You know, unfortunately for the Redskins and Giants, that's just not really in the cards for them right now. I don't think. But um, yeah, it's um, that Cowboys Eagles rivalry has been on for so many years. And it's just it's interesting that it's still them in the NFC East right now. Yeah, I don't. Do you follow the NFL on Fox? Instagram account? Yeah, yeah, I do. Did you see the posts? They, like, filtered all the NFL teams, like, in their rivals' colors or something? Oh, I didn't see that, no. Yeah. I don't know. It was... I forget which NFC East teams they switch. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I, I don't know if the star was green or if it was, like, oh. bright blue. I, I forget which one, but I, I just remember looking through the comments and all these NFC East fans were commenting, like... I, I don't know, I hate, I hate this team even more, so you know, it, it doesn't make me want to gag as much as if you, if you had done you know, the Giants instead of the, of the Eagles or something. But, right. Yeah, it's just funny to see how different people in the fan bases view uh, their rivalries. Because I've always mm. felt like Eagles-Giants, just geographically, um, mm. would, would feel like a bigger rivalry. Because um, you know, I, I think Philly-New York... There's overlap with a couple of other sports, you know, like the Sixers right. and Mavericks, you know, the Flyers and Stars, they don't really have any rivalries just because of how the conferences and divisions line up. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it is kind of weird to think of Dallas as being in an Eastern division. <laughs> yeah, know, just, yeah, that always kind of boggled my mind a little bit. I don't understand why they were yeah. put in that division, but it is what it is <laughs> at this point. Yeah, and I think the rivalry is strong enough that they would never even think about changing it yeah definitely definitely yeah what else do you do for entertainment what else do you like um well mostly it's just um just sports for me um (laughs) like i said surfing is a big part of my life um so my dad's a surfer he got me into it um when i was young and um so i do that i definitely um i enjoy that a lot um 
I don't really play too many video games, but when I do, I play Madden. <laughs> like I said, a very yeah. one-dimensional. Football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll do that. Um, I like drawing a lot. Like I said, I think I mentioned um, I was going to be an industrial design major. Um, so drawing is really part of me um, that I like to keep alive. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I like, you know, I like to hang out with my friends a lot. Um, especially here, you know, it's it's gotten busy with schoolwork in college. <laughs> so yeah. pretty much school, cross country slash track, and a little bit of hanging out with friends is my life at this point in college. Yeah, I, I want to ask you about the Madden franchise, um, just because I've seen some stuff recently over the years about how EA is just basically doing a copy and paste effort. And you know, I, I used to be into Madden a lot. Um, I still buy the game. I usually I usually wait to buy the game once it's on sale. Right. You, know, like you walk into GameStop now and you can get Madden 17 for three bucks. Right, you know? exactly. So I, I, I wait to... I'm a couple of years behind, mm -hmm. typically. Um, unless there's like a really good sale on Black Friday or something. I usually don't get that year's Madden. I wait right. a little bit. Um, and also, just I'm a collector. So I, yeah. I, like to, I like to build my collection up. But yeah, what do you think of the game right now? Because people I see online, they, they all say like... The, the games on the PS2 were almost better than the product that, that EA puts out now. You know, there are so many glitches and just things that aren't organic that shouldn't happen. Right. Yeah, I would. I think I would agree with that, actually. Um, you know, I think the graphics are awesome. Like, it's really cool to play with a game that looks so realistic. But I think the game modes have gone downhill since probably 2008. I think that was the last year they had um, Superstar mode. Which um, I I really enjoyed playing that um, when I had it. Um, I played that on the Wii, I think, <laughs> way back. Um, so that's I played a ton of Madden Ten on the Wii. Oh okay. Was, yeah. Yeah, I think I had I had either Madden Ten or Eleven on the Wii in addition to 08, which that was a long time ago. But um, yeah, I think I would almost agree that those games were more fun um, just because of how like how different they were. Like, each year, I feel like there were new game modes and, like, a whole new way of, like, playing the game. Whereas now, it's like what you said, it's almost copy and paste every year. I have Madden 18, and I've been playing Madden 20 with um, some of the people on the team, and it's just it's pretty much the same. It's the same game with updated rosters, basically, Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to charge $60 for your game, you know, you should put a little bit more effort into that. Right. And try to make some improvements <laughs> or change the game modes up a little bit so it you have a distinctive game there. Right, and they have a whole year to develop it, so you'd, you'd almost think that they'd be able to come up with some new things, at least over the course of a couple of years, you know, and it's been a, quite a while since they've come out with, like, a significant new game mode. Um, I think the last one was, like, um, whatever that one with the, um, like, quarterback was, and you had to play through his life or whatever, that was um, Madden 17 or 18. That was two or three years ago at this point, so, Yeah. Yeah, so actually, I don't know if you've seen, there's been some gaming news recently in the world of football. Uh, 2K announced a deal with the NFL. Like oh, really? Yeah, so I don't know if this is, yeah, EA released a statement that says our partnership with the NFL and NFLPA remains unchanged, but um, NFL announced a deal with 2K for what they're calling non-simulation games. Hmm. So I don't know if, like, 2K5 style game, because, you know, that's that's almost considered one of the best football games ever right um yeah but that's the last one that they ever made right um, you think 2k today you think 
typically either basketball or, or wrestling, I guess, the franchise is still yeah. going. But what what do you think about that? You know, would you welcome some competition over in the football gaming world? I definitely T- would. Do you think 2K could do a good job? I think they could, yeah. Um, I have a couple of their basketball games, and, um, like, they're, they're really fun, you know, because they have different game modes. And um, I think definitely some competition would push EA, at least, at the very least, it would push them to step up their game a little bit. Um, and if they don't, then there's even more potential for 2K to make a better game. Oh. Well, that's happened in basketball uh, this year because, you know, 2K has their basketball game, their NBA game, um, but EA does NBA Live, and they actually didn't release an NBA Live this year because they said our, our game simply isn't ready. You know, we can't, mm-hmm. it's not at the level that it needs to be to compete with the 2K. Right. Um, so we're going to take a step back and focus on development for another year because we feel like if we try to push a game out this year, it'd be rushed and the fans wouldn't wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, and I think that's a good mentality. Um, I think that's maybe what they should consider when they're making the next Madden games. Yeah, well, I don't know. I guess, I wonder what they're going to do in five years, I guess, because you, you remember mm-hmm. in 2014, it was the 25th anniversary, so they called the game oh, Madden 25. That's right, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, 2024 is coming up, so... What are the, you can't call it Madden 25, I don't right. think, right? Because there's already been a Madden 25. So right. how are you going to work around that? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's an interesting thought. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they could do. I mean, I guess they yeah. could call it 2025, but that just doesn't seem to yeah. fit. I, yeah, I don't know what they were. I guess they were thinking, oh, we've got 11 years. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully they've been putting I, thought yeah, into it. Yeah, I don't it. know what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have any movies or... TV shows you follow or keep up with? Um, I'm pretty vanilla. Uh, I like The Office, uh, Parks and Rec. You know, um, for movies, um, I don't know. I don't really have any that stick out too much. Um, I've definitely seen some great movies um, over the course of my life, but um, I don't know about any that really stick out to me. Um, mostly just TV shows. <laughs> like I said, The Office, definitely. Um, think like everybody else who's ever seen it um i love it <laughs> so yeah. yeah but but you don't like actively keep up with like a marvel franchise or star wars or oh anything? yeah um i guess i don't really um keep up with the marvel franchise but um i enjoy their movies you know um i don't i couldn't really tell you what their next movie is gonna be or like what they're um planning for in the future but um, I enjoy, I definitely wa- uh, love watching the Avengers movies and Iron Man and all that. So more of a casual fan? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. My sister, like, I wasn't hardly a fan at all mm-hmm. uh, before really this summer. And my sister got me into the whole MCU and yeah. now I have, or I guess we collectively have all the Blu-rays and I've seen all the movies, so. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's quite a lot, you know, trying to get caught up on those, but. Yeah, um, yeah. I wasn't yeah, even, fun. I wasn't really into it them. either um, until... I don't know, probably like winter of senior year. And then um, I finally, um, a couple of my friends were like, hey, why don't you check this out? I was like, all right. Um, and it was great, you know, and then I went to see Endgame in the theaters. Um, that was exciting. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad I got into it. How many <laughs> had you seen before Endgame? Um, not too many. I think I'd seen, uh, I know I'd seen Infinity War, but I hadn't seen either of the first two Avengers movies. Actually, I haven't even seen them now. Um, but, uh, I think I saw the Thor, all the Thor movies, um, the Spider-Man movie, and I think that's it. 
Yeah, well, I mean, obviously you have to watch Infinity War before you see Endgame. I right. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd encourage you if you have the time, you know, just go back and watch all of them and then watch Endgame again. Right. Because there's, you can find callbacks to almost every movie that came before it. You know, it, mm -hmm. you have to know the franchise really well, but if you do, it's it's really enjoyable to, to yeah. watch a movie and, and see all those flashbacks to references that happened earlier. Definitely, yeah. I think when I was watching... Um, we last semester, my friends and I were kind of on a kick of watching some uh, Marvel movies, and um, just watching them, I was like, I feel like I've seen this before, even though I know I haven't. And then I realized it was just because it was an Endgame, which that was kind of an interesting thought. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Alex. I know it's not the Scott Radio Studio because uh, <laughs> we're on spring break, uh, mm. but I appreciate you taking the time out this afternoon to come sit down with me so that we could still have a show this week. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> of course. All right.